panic. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, joined by Stu Bergier, Andrew Heaton, and Jason Howerton. Thanks, guys, for being here. Stu, what's the top story for you? Uh, I think we found the most annoying cable news clip of all time. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, man, I can't wait to hear it. Andrew. Uh, so since Stu is in Glenn's seat and I am in Stu's seat, mm -hmm. I am going to talk about tariffs and washing machines. Yes. Oh, hashtag Terrafageddon, by the way, Stu. Yes. Thank you for creating that. That's, that's what I uh, Jason, um, I think Democrats have lost the election uh, on on one issue, and that's abortion. Uh, and I'll explain why. Okay, and I think you guys may be talking oh, about same clip. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, oh ooh. Cuomo train here. How there you go. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So, Stu, why don't you intro this annoying clip um, right right before we? Or, sorry, right after mm -hmm. we thank our sponsor. Would you? I would love to. Okay. Would you also love to talk about iTarget Pro? Sure. iTarget Pro is really cool. Yeah. Uh, the Second Amendment is pretty cool, too. I like it. Well, uh, while we have it. While we have it. Well, it's still here. Mm -hmm. It's a nice thing to uh, to utilize. Uh, you know, iTarget Pro, I'm not a gun guy at all. I came from, I lived in Connecticut. That's where I grew up. So, uh, you know, not really a big gun culture there, I wouldn't say. Squash. Uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> squash and polo. Squash. There's some squash and polo. I don't know a lot Which about, has nothing to do I don't do know a lot about Connecticut. <laughs> It's just it's the vision of Connecticut. It was not my Connecticut. It's very offensive that. to <laughs> Connecticutians. No, I mean, a Connecticut, like, everyone's like, like this, like, you know, everyone's wearing polo shirts in a country club. Like, I, I think there's a country club near me somewhere I, that I, I drove by I saw the Stepford once. Wives. That was a documentary. Yeah. So, point so, being. target so pro. point yeah. being. You should go to the range a lot and, and, and get used to shooting your gun. However, that's very expensive. Even if you lived in Connecticut, you wouldn't be able to do that all the time. So iTarget Pro makes, makes it so you can dry fire your weapon uh, all the time and see how good you're doing with an actual target it's a really cool product actually yeah. look, to be honest with you i'm a gun guy i am a gun i'm the opposite born and raised in texas am a gun guy and that actually i've never heard of it and that's pretty cool yeah. you haven't i have not <gasps> oh so my I, gosh yeah. I, i'll bring mine in and and let you try it laser it's bullets. so fun yes let's like, do this how, that that makes it worth it to just be yeah. like yeah i've got laser bullets what's up well, and plus for for somebody who carries like that's a really important like yes dry firing like, dry firing mm -hmm. uh you know drawing, all mm -hmm. that stuff is, is really good to do. So that's fun. So you can go to itargetpro.com. Get 10% off plus free shipping with promo code NEWS. That is itargetpro.com. We uh, apologize again to everyone who lives in Connecticut. Uh, <laughs> Stu. Uh, Chris Cuomo has a television show still. Uh, it's airing on CNN, that's apparently uh, in primetime now, which is, uh, which is riveting. Uh, but he, they had a, uh, an argument about abortion. This is kind of what Cuomo does, right? Like Chris Cuomo sees himself as the greatest lawyer in American history. Um, so he thinks he can argue every side of every point and be smarter than everyone else. That's just like the Chris Cuomo way. Uh, and so he has, uh, they're, they're, he's got you know, the typical boxes going on with the left box and the right box, and they're going to talk about uh, abortion. And uh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to say it's the dumbest piece of television you've ever seen in your life might be understating it, but here it is. When a woman gets pregnant, that is not a human being inside of her. It's part of her body. And this is about a woman having full agency and control of her body and making decisions about her body and what is part of her body with medical professionals. Those so are the so facts, the and that is property. the law of Chattel. the land. Listen, and they can do whatever Listen, they want look, for that. This is can, about a woman's so they body. Can name the baby. Listen, you can they can do whatever the, they want. The they can torture the baby. The, the, the baby is Story. You're, you're, you're so guys, desperate here. You're the, so desperate no, here. No, no, no. Listen, you're I'm desperate. I'm just, I'm just asking. Listen.
Does everybody feel smarter? Uh, I, I, mean, I, I think I've changed my mind on whatever my previous stance was on really? abortion. No. Wow, there it is. I just want to <laughs> no, no one, no one in America changed their mind based on anything that was said in that clip. Uh, no. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, because I think you're going down this road, too. Of uh, there, is a, there is a line you can have. We've, we've had uh, in-depth conversations yeah. about this topic, and, and, and you can have it with rational people who make rational points. Uh, you know, but there, there's a there's a difficult argument there. Um, the idea that when you're pregnant, you're not pregnant with a human being is is it's like <laughs> you're stretching it to just the bizarre ends of this to the point of it's not even it, it, it is. There's a point there, right? Like, there, you know, she kind of makes it towards the end of like, well, this is about a woman making her decision with her own body. And as, as everyone knows here, that I don't agree with the way she's framing that. But the idea that we don't recognize that it's a human being is just, it's putting you, you put a, a position of denial, I think, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, it, you can, I think, step back and say, um, you, you know, like we, we talk about this about a lot of times where it's like, is it life, right? There's some people who think it's life, and if it's not life. And I think we all recognize that it's, it's life, right? It is life at some level. Now, you can say that life doesn't have rights because it's dependent on another life. I think that's, there's a libertarian sort of strain of thought on that, which I think is probably the best argument for uh, pro-choice if you want to make it that way. Um, however, I, I just, this is a human being. We should all just recognize that this is, it's not going to turn into a Volkswagen. It's not going to turn into a tube of toothpaste. It is very, very obviously a human being. On the other side, I think there is an interesting point there that Rick Santorum is attempting to make, which is, um, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Andrew. Um, if there is, if it is not, okay, if it is a part of her, essentially, which is uh, theoretically the argument here, it's, it's dependent on her, obviously that's true. If it is a part of her, is there a limit of what you can do to it? For example, we have people who will do um, plastic surgery, for example, and make themselves look like cats. Ordens out of their head, right? Like right, crazy things that people cut themselves and terrible things like that. And and while that is, you talked about it yesterday of like it's your body and you own it, right? And and when we talk about drugs and stuff, I think that's a very rational argument. You should be able to do things to yourself that are damaging. But if this baby is part of your body, essentially, is there a limit to what you can do to it? Um, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that there's a huge demand out there for people like, I want to go torture the baby inside of me. Like, I don't think that there's, that's a thing. Um, however, I didn't think that... Those fetal tattoo yeah, clinics yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over in the tattoo exactly, district. I like that. Uh, I don't think that's a thing. However, I didn't think, you know, putting in people, different strokes for different folks. People want horns on their head, so they go to get plastic surgery. They get plastic surgery to look like Barbie. I mean, there are weird freaking people out there. If someone wanted to do something with, I would consider terrible to a... F- a fetus, right, if it does not have rights, if it is not a human, is there any limit to that? And I think if you, I think everyone would probably step to the plate and say, yeah, no, you can't do certain things to that baby while it's in there. But I don't know how that connects with the, with the larger argument. Um, you know, I think, again, we're probably talking about a later term situation here, so which I know that's not, um, it's not where you stand, Andrew. But still, it's a, I think there is, there's a bit of denial that goes on in these conversations with, with the current left-wing position and for a long time it was look roe versus wade said largely first trimester only and you know these are women who are in difficult situations they might be struggling we have to understand and and all that's very true and there's a there's an argument there i think that appeals to people uh, especially at the emotional state where you're like well you know someone's in a difficult position this is something that they might not be able to handle people can understand that and that's where the debate has been for a long time the debate isn't there anymore. I mean, the Democrats, they can't, they have 22 candidates running and they can't find one who will say no to abortion 30 minutes before birth. They can't find one. 
There's not one candidate they can find that will say, nah, you know what? Eight months, 30 days, and, uh, and 23 and a half hours is, eh, you know, we're going to stop it there. They can't find one. And, like, that is just a totally different... I feel like the party has moved quite a bit on this issue. Yeah, well, Jay, I think, Jason. Well, so I just want to say this. I think you're right. Like, I think abortion for the left has become what for a long time, and I'm not saying the two issues are the same, so please save the tweets, but, <laughs> but the way the right has been about guns, which is like yeah. nothing. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. touch it. Don't mm-hmm. look at it. Don't do anything with it. And so now, the, the, at least the Democrats, I don't think, I, honestly, I don't even think regular like American Democrats, I'm talking about yeah. Democrats yeah. in Congress, have dug in their heels so hard on this issue that, like you're saying, they can't say, no, it's, let's not kill them 30 minutes before they're born, right? They're saying the only way to get there at that point is to do what uh, Christine Quinn did, which is like, it's not a human being, so we, like, there doesn't need to be restrictions because it's not a human being, so we can do whatever we want with it, right? If it's right before birth, it's still attached to her, it's her body, her choice, like whatever. So it's not that people are advocating for like saying we should do this, but what they are saying is that, you know, if if it's a decision that can be made, it, there shouldn't be any restrictions on it whatsoever. So I know you have opinions on uh, on abortion that are probably uh, different than mine, but... I'm slightly out of sync here. Correct. <laughs> but, but I feel like the fact that we can't all just say, okay, we disagree about fundamentally, right? But there is a line. Like, we're... This isn't gun rights. We're talking about human lives, in my opinion, human lives. So there has to be a line that we can get to. And, and to me, it seems really simple to at least we're going to disagree. But like, let's let's draw the line on late term and let's not let this keep creeping and 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 and, and understand that when states pass these uh, up on, up until birth uh, uh, abortion laws, like that is an affront on humanity, in my in my opinion. And I feel like that's always been like a very standard thing we've all kind of agreed on. Um, and now that we're at this point where you can't even say there should ever be even the tiniest regulation on abortion because I guess they think it hurts their base or whatever, that's the dangerous part that we're in. So so I, I know you're gonna say it's, it's rare, it doesn't really happen often, but it does happen. Sit back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me what I'm gonna okay. say. Wait, wait, him and Kevin Williams in here, you never have to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So late term abortion may be rare, but it does happen, and I feel like it should never happen. And so that's where I wanna get to, is is it, it never happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so please, t- tell me what sure. you actually well, think. A, f- a few things. I'm glad that you, you pointed out that there's a difference between Democratic politicians and, and regular run-of-the-mill Democrats because this, this is, it's such a divisive issue. It's such a divisive issue. However, the, not, maybe not the majority, but the plurality of American citizens are actually kind of where I'm at, which is, mm-hmm. I think, beginning you know, the first trimester, it should be legal. Um, third trimester, I'm getting pretty squeamish about it. That's where most people are, including most Democrats. Um, getting into the kind of the nitty-gritty of this, uh, I want to go back real quick to the, the human being element of it because I, I, think it's, I think the pushback that's coming from that is that if we're using the term human being, there's a presumption of, of full personhood, which is the thing that people in the pro-choice camp are, are uh, railing against. So I would be very happy to call um, it's a human fetus, it's a human zygote. Um, we're, we're not, the, the species is not in question. Um, it's rather the, the status of personhood. Which for me is a very big issue. It's about rights. It's not about life. It's about rights. Right. And I like I don't I don't want to kill a person. Right. Which is where where this gets kind of squirrely for me and why it's I think it's always going to be a difficult issue for me is I don't think um, I don't think that you know three weeks after conception that that is a human being that has a soul. I think it's it's a number of cells. So I don't want to make a woman have it at that point because I see that as akin to slavery. 
However, there is some point, and I'm not really sure when it is, there is a point at which that is a person in the womb, uh, and, and I don't want to kill it. Would you say heartbeat would be a good indicator of that, or is that, is that not? Uh, no, I, I don't think I would. I mean, that's like, what, six weeks in? Uh, is it? Yeah. I, but, but there too, I'm going to say, like, I'm, I'm not, this is not something that I know super well. I can't, I can't give you that, that but clear let answer. Me, can I ask you something? Why is it that how many weeks in matters? Right, like, for, I mean, we're talking me, about a heartbeat yeah. is a heartbeat is a heartbeat. So why did you ask how many weeks in it was before you well, answered the question? For me, I'm more interested in cognitive development. Mm-hmm. I, I'm interested in whether, whether there is something approaching thought and whether there is an appreciation of pain. So this is not how babies are, are made, but let's say theoretically, mm-hmm. they had a heartbeat like day two, but they didn't have a brain until three months in, mm-hmm. wouldn't have a problem up until the brain was there. Um, so for me, and I'm, I'm also, you know, the secular person at the table, I, I don't think there is a soul. Um, so for me, that's not part of the equation. I think it probably isn't part of the equation for you guys. Um, I, uh, and then in terms, of the, uh, in terms of the rarity and that kind of thing, uh, that, that is a, a thing worth bringing up. When we talk about um, third trimester abortions, the, the amount of elective abortions that take place in the third trimester is like 1% or 2%. And I would be happy to outlaw elective abortions at, at the third trimester. I don't know how you'd... I'm not sure from a regulatory standpoint how you would do that because if you're, if you're going to be in the position of if the mother's life is at threat, um, are, are you allowed to do it? Which I would be in favor of that. I, th- um, I, think, I, think, I think a lot of reasonable people would yeah, say most yes. Most people would, although, again, you're talking about limited cases. Yeah, I mean, at sure. this point, when you're in a third trimester, you just the odds, have a C-section yeah. and you'd have the baby. And I mean, there's, I mean mo- there are many, many doctors who, and of course, there's some on the other side as well, but most doctors say, look, there's no, there's no reason. You can't save a life a week before birth by killing the baby like that's not that's not a thing like you take it well, out. And right. this, this is also i think yeah. where it gets really touching I've, I've never been in this situation i hope i'm never in this situation but um i i started looking into this because you've never been pregnant never been pregnant okay. i don't think i will be i look pregnant after certain days <laughs> uh, but, uh, but no like when we talk about that because most of the time when we're talking about third trimester abortions we're not talking about someone just you know like goes like you know what actually no like it's it's usually something serious that's happening there um, the stories that I've read, it's usually, um, at least a, a, lot, a large portion of the time, it's where the doctors are very, very confident that the fetus is going to die or that the baby's going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've read some awful situations where someone had the kid knowing that it was going to die and it just it was in horrible anguish and pain for a week. I never want to make this decision. But if I were, if I were given the decision of like, look, um, this is just going to live and, and be in anguish and pain for a week and then it will die, why, I don't think why, I'd want to so, Why are we such bad adults that we can't, say that oh yeah of course of course nobody wants a baby to suffer they don't want a mother to die but so electively like why can't the law reflect that across you I mean, know what if, i mean if, if, you, yeah, if, if you like if you wanted to write a resolution of like elective or elective abortions on healthy babies are outlawed in the third trimester like yeah sure i'd sign off on that i think most people would too but i do think that it is that is such a, a comparatively small part of that pie though Last words, too. I mean, first of all, I would whisper, you know, one to two percent, you're right, it's a small percentage. It's still tens of thousands of lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, it is a, we have to remember that it's not just, you know, uh, it isn't just a numbers game on this one. I mean, it is, it's real yeah. human beings. And I would say that, like, I think there's a, uh, there's a, there's a tendency to, to want to kind of, um, uh, Bring this into these really tough questions because you're talking. There's a lot of tough lines we're talking about here, and I think they're interesting lines and really important. The issue, I think, though, large on a larger perspective, is like people think of like Roe versus Wade as this big liberal thing, and I would certainly argue from my position, it is. It's not liberal from where we are. It is a massive move to the conservative side from where we are. What you're talking about, I mean, 
Republicans can't get 20 week bans passed yep. in states. They're getting overwhelmed there. You want you want the first trimester. That's you know when you're 12, 13. Like that's that's a dream to Republicans right now. We are nowhere near that line. And I think that the, if we can move back, the conservative move is going back to Roe versus Wade at this point. I, I mean, that's I would, true. It like, would at least be a move in the right direction. I think the concern is where we're going, not where. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like we're barreling down the road towards yeah. something that's scary to me. So. All right, we got to take a break. Back in a minute. You know, I'm concerned they can't get Democrats to say, just look, no. Before we get to hashtag Terrafageddon, I want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Um, so it's really simple. I know there are a lot of you guys out there who just live in constant pain and you just think, this is my life, and it just sucks every day waking up. Uh, it doesn't have to be that way. I know from personal experience, I take Relief Factor for some protruding discs in my neck that I just... I was like you. I was walking around all day. It was always just there in pain, and I thought that that was just going to be my life, and it's not anymore because of Relief Factor. Uh, you can go to relieffactor.com right now. Get the three-week quick start pack for $19.95. 70% of the people who buy that quick start pack go on to keep purchasing it. It's working for them. It can work for you. Uh, go to relieffactor.com, or you can call 800-500-8384. Andrew, Tara Fageddon. Tara Fageddon. I mean, I'm sorry. Stu. Alternate stew. Alternate stew. Yes, yes. yes. I've I've been upgraded. I'm temporarily <laughs> I'm temporarily at a higher leadership level. Uh, so we've been in a trade war for about a year now, mm. and I want to compare the trade war to when you're in a restaurant and you clearly need to push on the door, but you're pulling on the door. That's what a trade war is. That's just, <laughs> and what the president decided to do over the weekend on Sunday is double down on that. So we're going to pull harder to try and get that to work. And it's not going to work. So right now, uh, we're, we're losing consumers. You, me, people watching the program, because all of these, these tariffs filter down to the consumer level. We're losing about $1.4 a month, which is, which is no small amount of change. Um, you've done a, a very eloquent uh, uh, exposition on, on washing, machines, washing machines specifically and how they, they, they're you know, up to $200, that kind of thing. Um, what he's look, looking to do is, is double uh, the amount of tariffs that we have on, on Chinese products right now from, uh, I think right now it's 10, we'd, we'd bring it up to 25%. There's only about 40% of stuff from China that's not currently tariffed. We'd add some of that to it. Uh, the main thing I want to communicate is this is a tax. It's a stealth tax, because no one wants to call it that, but it's very much a tax. It's a tax to punish you for having the gall to buy something from a foreigner. And I feel very strongly that as a free citizen of a free republic, I can hire, have sex with, and buy from anyone I want. Uh, that is 100% <laughs> my business. Uh, sometimes all at once. Awesome. One of, yeah. One of these <laughs> you know what? In Vegas, like you the can. Other. in Vegas, you can. And, uh, and I don't think the government needs to be involved with that. And I, more to the point, that, that's the main reason I don't like tariffs. Is I, just, I don't like them for that reason. They're, they're a punitive tax on, on behavior that someone doesn't like. But beyond that, it's also very bad economics. It's, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to create problems. It could create really big problems if we, if we double down on it and we stick with it for a while. Yeah. So I am hoping... The most generous understanding of this particular proposal is that maybe Trump is doing it temporarily to try and uh, redo the, the trade system that we have with China. They're, they are abusing intellectual property. I see very little evidence of that, although I hope I'm wrong. I hope it does turn out to be a temporary measure. Yeah, it is one of those things that we keep saying, like, I think it's a negotiation. It's probably a negotiation. And, uh, yeah. But then he'll say things like trade wars are good. Great, and, he likes, yeah. uh, and easy look, to win. Yeah. And there's also this line of, like, okay, like, if you keep saying, like, if you're not nicer to me, honey, I'm going to cheat on you. 
Um, and then you keep saying it and you keep escalating the, the, the claims to your wife. You're, I'm, I'm going to cheat on you soon. And then you just start having sex with other people. And then you keep saying, I'm going to keep cheating on you. At some point, you're actually cheating on her. Like, it's no longer a threat of yeah. cheating. You've actually done it a lot of times. And we're there. Like, we're, we're there. The thing I, I think is really unfortunate about this is, like, we're at a point where we have really low unemployment. We have, a, you know, a very st- solid stock market. You know, we've had done a lot of really good economic things. You know, I have a lot of criticism for Trump, but I would say, like, he's, he's He's done a decent job in reducing regulation. Yeah, he's been very good on deregulatory yeah, stuff. And that's important. You know, it's something that we've asked for for a long time. The tax thing wasn't great, but it was okay. There's been some some good things that have happened. And I feel like without this tariff thing, I mean, imagine what this economy could be doing. It is the one thing holding it back. I will say so far, it's been at a, a, a relatively small level. You, you mentioned, was it $1.4 billion a day? A month. Know, yeah. A month, sorry. Um, the uh, the the Washington washer and dryers you brought up, it's like a couple hundred bucks for a set if you're going to buy. Is that going to stop all purchases? No, but that is significant. And when you spread that out over all these products and we increase and increase and increase, it's only going to make it worse. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't understand it. You know, he's one of maybe 10 people, I think, in the United States who thinks like this is a workable economic policy. But I'm with you. And like, I just think it's a I don't I don't I didn't want to elect a Republican to raise taxes, which is what this is. Um, He's he's nullified approximately a third of the effect of the tax cut um, with these tariffs. And I would just rather I mean, I'd much rather go another way where just from a principle standpoint, we should be able to be free to be able to trade with other nations. It's what's made you know, the world really improve over the past you know, 100 years. Yeah, uh, it's almost like we should look at history and how it's gone yeah. and learn from that. Back in a minute. Love the nerd talk. Sorry. <laughs> Everyone is talking about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and uh, her little Instagram video where she apparently did not know what a garbage disposal was. She was very unfamiliar. It was very scary for her. Um, Here at Blaze TV, we actually got an exclusive look at, there was actually an unedited version of the video that we have. Um, I'm really excited for you guys to watch. Take a look. I don't know what to use it for or what its purpose is. Like food scraps, like is this environmentally sound? I don't know. So like if this is environmentally sound, it could be like a really great place to put my policy proposals. I don't particularly understand um, what this thing is. It appears to be a big metal triangle. I plugged it in and it's just sitting here, not doing anything. So I also found this in my new bougie apartment and I don't know what this is. I've never seen this before. And I mean, like, I don't know anything about it. It looks like really old and there's no like, there's a lot of writing and it's just like, I'm gonna be honest with you right now. Like if there's no pictures in it, I'm not gonna read it. And this device, is terrifying too. 
Like, what purpose does it, like, serve? I mean, it just sits here. And you pull the lever. And it's just a water machine. Like, it literally just spins water down. That's wasteful. I mean, I'm common folk, just like you. I can't be, you know, understanding these modern day contraptions. I literally have no idea what this substance is, like, falling from the sky. But, like, I feel like I should ban it with the Green New Deal. What a dummy. <laughs> Am I right? God, what an idiot. Uh, something uh, I kind of just want to see her explain things, basic things about our environment. Like, tell us about the things that she I runs want, into. I, I just want her to explain <laughs> life to me yeah. like, all the time. Uh, I don't want to burst your bubble, but <laughs> I really don't think she can do that. <laughs> I really... I be a challenge. Uh, okay. I, I, I mean, we're never going to know, but I wonder, was that just an act? She's got to know what a garbage disposal is. So I've, I've heard New Yorkers really ha have an issue with, with that, but like... Not where she's from. Hmm. Overtime Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Really, more abortion talk? Is that what we're doing? We are, okay. So people want. So, yes. <laughs> well, it is, but Jason, uh, we were talking earlier yeah. about Chris Cuomo and how it's a wonder that he still has a television show at all um, and who would think to employ him, only CNN, because they're idiots. Um, you said that he released a statement in regards to the, the video that we watched earlier. So, yeah, so he, he predictably was getting really panned on Twitter for, mm. uh, for his kind of, like, uh, presenting uh, his opinion editorially and, and presenting it as fact. So he got called out for that and he had this response to say, um, disingenuous? No. There is certainly a need to explain the medical realities of the procedures and the risk to women losing access to care. But this is about politics mostly and the pro-life position is more about faith and feeling more than fact. Uh, but, I, but I pursue both avenues, which is nonsense because, I mean, you saw the clip the, that made us all want to kill ourselves. Uh, there was no fact in there, it would, one person said that the baby's not a human being. That does, certainly does not sound like fact to me. And then two, the other person w was took more of my position, which is a faith-based, we don't want to kill babies. So like, where's the fact and where's the- I just think it was a volume-dependent interchange. Yeah, yeah. That, that I, they had, yeah. I also would like to add, um, it wasn't in the clip that we played, but in that interview, um, Rick Santorum said, you know, well, when you have people arguing for infanticide and Chris Cuomo said, nobody's arguing that. And Rick Santorum said, well, Governor Northam did. And he's like, well, that's just the one, one person. Guy, like, the governor of a state. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and by the way, also, that was a follow up question on an assemblyman who or a representative. Woman. From, yeah. Right. Woman from the from was it Virginia as well? It was well, Virginia. She might be. Or, or she, rep, she might be a man today. Trans, she know. could be. No. Her name's trans. So that was right. That was her name. Was trans. And she, but she made this same art. That was the only reason they were talking to the governor about it. It was because the bill was specific. Remember, told, I wish right, we had the like, bill. The, uh, I wish we had the video of the, she of the bill. She specifically said it was allowed. She was asked the bill. Yeah. flat out. Yeah. Yeah. 
30 minutes she's dilating, would your bill allow that abortion? She said yes. So like this is not, yeah, it's, it's like, like. Okay, well that's not that clear cut. So it's only two that. people now. And okay. then, then it was multiple states passing the same bill. Correct. Like they were all trying to pass it. Like this is, <laughs> like the idea that this is some outlandish thing to ask people. And in fact, like we, let's go back again. I, I'll bring it back to politics because, you know, we can go back and forth on this issue all day. But it's like, it, when, when someone says, um, you know what, I think uh, the moment of conception is birth, or, or birth is, or, or conception is the moment uh, where life counts and you can't abort after that. Like, that's a position, obviously. At some level, we're all trying to figure that out, and it's a difficult question for a lot of people. And the idea that one is fact-based, like, yes, at three months, when, when all of a sudden 70% of people start saying it's wrong, right, like, all of a sudden that's the moment, like, you know, no one knows, right? Like, you know, if you believe it's a conception, there's an obvious starting point there. You know, Andrew mentioned uh, cognitive. Uh, viability is another argument. Birth is another argument. Those are four sort of standard positions on where this actually but should But they're start. all opinions. But they're, they're all not, sort yeah. of opinions. And the, the idea that you can just say, no, doctors say, is completely ridiculous in this context. It does not make any sense. It is not... It, it, there, it's just not... It's not a plausible, to me, uh, viewpoint here. Um, but it, there is that sort of, like... Taking it back to politics for a second, when a Republican says, um, hey, you know what, I think it should be moment of conception, and you know what, uh, that's, that's it. And they say, well, what about, uh, what about life of the mother? What about rape? What about incest? What about health of the mother? What do you think then? Well, look, I just think it's life, and it's not the baby's fault that this happened. It's a terrible situation, but I just, you know what, I have to say that you can't even have it. Um, uh, you can't have it even when there's a rape, right? Mm. What happens for the next six months? Explosion, every Republican yeah. on television, whether they said it or not, will be, will be asked about every individual nuance of that question. True. You're right. Like, I think a lot, like, you have to believe that out of 22 candidates, they can't all possibly believe that one minute before birth it's okay for, for an abortion. But the reason we don't know all of them exactly is because they don't get pressed on it point. in every single interview they do. That is what happens to Republicans all the time when, you know, a Senate candidate, or Todd Akin, remember Todd Akin? He was running for Senate and yes. he said the, the rape thing, and, and it was. Every Republican had to answer for that. And to, all, to, to, not be a promo, to not be a promo for Blaze TV, but like that's why, I, in my opinion, without the Blaze TVs of the world and whoever else is doing good work in this, like you won't hear about that stuff. Like you wouldn't hear Tran talking about that stuff virally on CNN or like no. these other networks. Like you really have to have um, these different platforms or you're not going to hear this information. You're just not. Uh, you have social media, which is, I have my own concerns about censorship and stuff like that. So uh, for me, it's like, when I think about like what I'm, what we're doing and what, what I'm proud of doing, it's like, it's that kind of stuff. Like we are giving a platform to those types of issues. Oh, hello. Do you want to answer that while we're on? <laughs> it's my boss, actually. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so, so that, that would be my, my, my point. Is you're absolutely right. Like, there's no accountability. They don't have to be accountable for, for what other people say the same way Trump would have to be if a Republican said the same thing. So. Um, well, I mean, I will say on that subject, we had a uh, Brian Sims, who we talked about yesterday, who is a Pennsylvania state rep. And he was the one who went out and harassed the elderly woman who was standing outside of the, the Planned Parenthood. And then he went and tried to dox those teenagers who were standing out there praying. He got a lot. guy's mean, like Chris Cuomo's way too conservative. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he actually got at least a little bit of pushback enough for him to uh, to issue an apology. Watch. As an activist and an advocate, I know why pushing back against harassment and discrimination are a must, even when they're uncomfortable. But last week, I wasn't a patient escort. I was a neighbor and a concerned citizen, and I was aggressive. 
I know that two wrongs don't make a right, and I can do better, and I will do better for the women of Pennsylvania. Um, he did, it didn't show it in this clip, but I would like to also say, I don't know if any of you guys saw the full apology. Did you find it bizarre that he brought up his medication that he gets at Planned Parenthood? Yes. Okay. Very, very, the, the whole thing was bizarre to me. There's no question there. You what, didn't, what didn't I, I, I'm just thinking, any, anytime I'm apologizing, where I'm like, you know, I was just a citizen and a neighbor. Yeah. And it's like, ah, you're putting in buzzwords that are good. Yeah, yeah. In your apology. I was just, you know, I was just too revved up about good things. Yeah. <laughs> no. I was just too protective of these women's rights. I couldn't help myself. I know, that's a great point. Because, I mean, that is, essentially, first of all, he's saying that citizens and neighbors don't have control of themselves. Yeah. So yeah. screw you, first of all. Yeah, yeah that's all yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I, you know, that is, uh, I mean, I tend to go to the sort of John Ronson school of uh, so you've been publicly shamed. Like, you make a mistake on the Internet. You make a mistake doing some one of these videos. I, I don't tend to go too crazy about it. But, I mean, when the fact that when you're going to harass teenagers, and I will say, like, he doesn't get to the point where he realizes maybe just the whole idea of going up to them and, and, and harassing them. It's not just that you went too far. Like, maybe the, what they're doing isn't evil, right? Like, is there a, you know, there's a, look at the way we've talked about this today. I don't yeah. think we've, we've... Which, which, if I can swing in for a moment, like, this was a good conversation. Like, like uh, you guys all know how squirrely I felt about talking about this kind of thing <laughs> when I came to the blazes. Like, it came up and I was like, can I hide under the table? I don't want to talk about this. We've had good conversations when we talk about this. Uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm out of the loop uh, compared to you guys on it, but I think we had a good discourse, and yeah. I think that that's more beneficial for all parties involved than... If I were like accosting Stu when he's eating uh, and trying to like like run him out of the restaurant, I don't think that would accomplish anything. Well, it's just that we talk about you behind your back. We do. I'm delighted you talk about me when I'm not in the room. I don't even care what the actual context is. I'm just thrilled that I'm still the subject of conversation. I do think it goes to the point that we've made on the show before that, you know, there is a line in this activism, in this pro-choice activism world that is too far and that Americans will wholeheartedly reject. Um, you know, like what he did, like the the girls who took over the pro-life uh, rally with all of the little miniature yeah. crosses and started saying, that one's mine, that one's mine. I mean, I think and, that and it, does, it yeah. does prove that. I think that's true, and I, but I think, the, you know, there's only, we mentioned this yesterday, the, you know, the fetus truck people, for me, are a little too far on the other side. I mean, uh, like, yeah. I think it's an understandable uh, issue to be passionate about, and I certainly am passionate about it, but I do think that, like, you, you know, the fact, the idea that you would praise someone on either side for walking up to a bunch of teenagers who, let's just say, I, I don't think they're misled, right? Like, I actually think they're doing something really great, uh, and I think it's brave, and I think it's something important. But let's just say they're really doing something wrong. Like, the idea to go up there and threaten them as a representative and, and try, to get, try to dox them, like, I'll pay people $100 to give you their name and address of a child? Like, yeah. this is, it, that is, I, I'm sure that's not even, it's not even a criticism of him. It's a criticize, criticism of the entire culture, culture that, yeah. that would incentivize that type of behavior. And we have incentivized that. I, I, I think it, it doesn't matter what the noun is, but if you put militant in front of any political group, <laughs> I don't want to hang out with them. Yeah. You can pick any, any group, and I do not want to be part of anything with militant built into it. Well, mm. but I will say, I, I agree with you, but he would say, just playing devil's advocate, Brian Sims would say that those people standing outside of that clinic praying were militant. And, and I, right? You know what I mean? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's it, become a subjective word that yeah. gets thrown around. I won't, you know, and I saw no evidence of them doing anything inappropriate, but some do. Like, I think oh, there yeah. are definitely people yes. who cross the line in abortion protests, and, and like, you know, what... You know, you have to 
with no matter how important you are, you don't. I mean, like, there's been people who bombed abortion clinics. It's very, very rare, but like it doesn't make it okay because you think right. you still have to work within the law, and you have to realize realize that the law is what it is at this point. That doesn't mean you can't work hard to change it. But the idea that you're going to pray for someone as they go in there and try to encourage them not to do something that you think is wrong is not over the line. That is like standard American discourse. Uh, and as long as you're not being harassing or anything like that, if you're being, uh, I, I think it's helpful. And, and we know for a fact, we've talked to people from all, from these organizations all over America that thousands and thousands and thousands of women have not gone and, and decided to, to change it because not everyone's so sure. Yep. Um, you know, not everyone's always 100% sure of that decision. It's a difficult one. And if you're crossing that line and you think you have that hesitation, sometimes a, a soft, caring voice can make you, you know, rethink it and say, you know what, maybe this isn't the right way. And I'm sorry if you believe that this is this is life. Like it's absolutely that important to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yesterday's poll: interesting results. Who is a bigger threat to Trump? Sixty-one percent said Biden, but thirty-nine percent, almost forty percent, said Bernie. Mm. I find that to be larger. That's a larger percentage for Bernie than I thought uh, people would pick. Jason, I think our, it looks like our, our socialism special wasn't very effective because um, <laughs> they, they think it's still uh, pretty uh, threatening. But uh, I disagree. I, I think Bernie stands no chance. I still think he's way outside of the mainstream. He 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 has um, you know a, a good uh, social media kind of uh, allure about him. But uh, at the end of the day, I think um, I just I think he's too far left for even where most Democrats are. Again, I, I, th- I hope you're right. Oh, <laughs> I, really, that- I really hope you're right. Yeah, because like. I uh, yeah my I do not I don't want to see an election between Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. That's my that worst a, nightmare. I don't is, want to have to make I think that that's decision. All of our nightmares. Uh, still, if, if Bernie Sanders has a chance of winning, like that's that's really bad. Like even even if like I think he would be more beatable for Donald Trump. But when it's a one-on-one race, I think Hillary Clinton found this out last time. Yeah. When it's a one-on-one race, literally anything can happen. I mean, you know, this guy could be. They could announce an you know Hillary Clinton ten days before an election. They announce an FBI investigation. I mean, I think you, if you could enter into an election that's essentially seen as a as a binary choice and say your opponent's going to get an FBI investigation ten days before the election, you're going to sign up for that one. There's all sorts of an economic crash. This is what happened yeah. to Bush. Um, you know, and now McCain, I don't think had any chance, and I was not a McCain fan. But I mean. The fact that in October 2008, October, one month before an election, we have the biggest financial crash of all time meant no matter what Republican was there, they were going to lose. And so imagine if Bernie Sanders was the Democrat and he was losing 60 to 40 a month before that election. Bernie Sanders would have been the president. So anytime you put a one-on-one situation, because this the country does not see anything past one-on-one. They only see binary choice at this yeah. point. Uh, until we get our ranked choice voting. Yeah, ranked we're, choice we're voting. Ranked choice yes. voting. Yeah. Um, but until that happens, like there's, there's, you are. It's way too risky. I'd much have. I would rather have like an Amy Klobuchar be the candidate and at least think, well, she's only going to be horrible, right? Like, or she's only going to be pretty bad, uh, rather than having the Bernie Sanders, which to me, you know, is borderline disaster. Jason, I, I just find it interesting that you said that he has social media allure because I can't imagine he knows at all how to use he social doesn't. media. He does not, but his his, uh, his uh, millennial his minions yes, do. I'll, I'll give them props, too. He ran a very aspirational campaign. I am yeah. not a Bernie Sanders fan, but I like okay, I, Bernie Sanders I never fan. thought that I would. I, I didn't think I'd see any campaign that wasn't just built on like fear mongering and like, oh, they're going to like hurt old people into caves, like which is basically the like that's the, the nexus of most campaigns. His was very uplifting. Whoever he's got doing it's great well that's the problem is that he's like he's insane but he's likable to me because he's yes, honest I I, i've said yeah. this before there's, there's an authenticity there really there. is and and that's to me that says more than the guy who says everything you want to hear but be, but he's you know 
you know, whatever he's doing behind the scenes. He's, he's cheating on his wife and he's the preacher, right? Like that kind of stuff. It's like... They keep pulling these clips of Bernie Sanders from like 1985. And it's like, he's just saying what he's saying now. Yeah. Like he's, just, he's just the same guy. He was just doing it in the middle of the Cold yeah. War last time. Though he, did, though he did get caught saying he never supported Russian communism, which was not true. No, of course. And we, and I, I was happy to I mean, uh, yeah, correct yeah, that right. Everybody say honeymoon, honeymooning there is something of a tip-off. <laughs> yes, it is. Something of a tip-off that you see something positive there, yeah. All right, today's poll, should Trump exert executive privilege over the Mueller report. Is that a thing that, that's being talked about? Yeah. Am I out of the loop? No, yeah, he is. He, really? He actually said it today. I think he did say he did do it, right? He's going to, uh, he wants to, because they're, they're trying to get, they're trying to, uh, they're going to put Barr under contempt and, yeah. and all of that. I think that's brilliant, though, because what it does is it sends it sends the Democrats into overdrive freakout mode. Yeah. He's hiding something. He's going into more conspiracy mode, and I think that's what he wants Going, going forward. Probably true. I, I heard today they're like, well, is he going to get the full version of the heavily redacted Mueller report? Like, it was like less than 10% of this report yeah. they redacted. It was actually very minor. And after the report was released, everyone was praising them for only doing a little bit uh, of redaction. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, the bottom line is none of this means anything, does it? No. Well, let us know if you agree with, uh, with the decision at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. We will see you guys tomorrow. Woo! <laughs>